Hello. Hi, John. Hi, Merlin. How's it Hi. going? Hi. 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 Uh, <sighs> for no reason, for yes. no reason at all, I I was still awake at five plus o'clock in the morning last night. No you good reason. No reason for it. You had not slept, and then you were awake at 5 a.m. No. Yes, that's right. I had not slept, mm. and then I was still awake at 5 a.m. Hmm. There's no reason. There's no, you know, sometimes yeah, you have a reason. A, there's probably a reason. But, I mean, there's no, yeah, hmm. that's right. There's probably a reason, but. There's not a, there's not a specific reason. You, you, as, weren't, you weren't going, ah, 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 or anything. No, as a as an adult would say to a child, there's no good reason. Oh, oh, as our friend Marco likes to say, it's not my fault, but it is my problem. Mm. Isn't that a terrific line? I think about that a lot. It's not my fault, but it is my problem. Yeah, if something breaks with his app, it's not his fault. Fault. His paid customers will go meh, and he'll right. and what's he gonna say? What's he gonna right. say? You know what I mean? He sounds like yeah. a swing manager at McDonald's if he passes the blame. No, you're right. That's a low-level right. manager. Now, me, I, it is my fault is the thing. Oh, okay. All right. You know, I made a series of decisions along the way. <laughs> oh, each, decisions. One of, each one of them. <laughs> they just compound like interest they, used to. <laughs> exactly right. Oh, yeah. That was good. That was smart that yeah. I did that. Compound decisions. So, Maybe anyway, I should be so, a guy who wore hats. Maybe something would oh, be different. Man. Maybe if I read different books. Can you imagine? Maybe, you have uh, never seen you in a hat? Not even in a baseball hat. Oh man, I got I got an update for you. First of all, I slept like shit last night. Mm, I can tell. I, it's no, you can't. Can you? No, is it my problem or my fault? What I do? No, no, no. It's in the room. You can feel it. I can feel it. Do you feel like my energy's flagging? No, no, no. How could uh, it flag? We're just starting. Uh, how yeah. could it flag? Uh, how could it flag? Uh, I'm on a new. I'm on. We're doing new things with drugs, and they make oh. me um some of the drugs. Uh, no, no, it's not like deep drugs. It's no, not hard drugs. The- know the drugs no i take off label stuff my, my shrink is basically a witch doctor i don't uh-huh. think i've ever had anything on label but what are we trying this time oh okay well i can tell you why i use the royal we but i feel like i'm invested no by all means um it's been a big week it's been a huge week mm-hmm. and, and i do want to share a photo with you um so you know one of the things we're working on is anxiety and the consequence not consequent the precedent sort of probably likely depression without having to go deep on like depression horse pills. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. The, 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 in the time, and I, this is probably more personal than it needs to be, but I'll share because it, it might help people. Um, like the last time, the last round that I did with him in dealing with uh, what we were then calling my ADHD, right. the, um, we're talking what, 10, 10, 12 years ago, the uh, instruments were much blunter. Um, yes. And we've talked about this somewhat. We talked about how we've both been on, uh, you know, Lamictal, to help with, uh, at least for me, the personality and the mood stuff. Um, the ADHD thing it used to be like, let's just rev your motor up so high that it that's like, it, that starts you put it smoking. you put it so well. And let me just say, I mean, I I don't know if you ever sounds like you don't get cravings anymore. I loved Adderall so yeah, fucking much. I know Adderall you, was really really fun. You got a lot done. I got too much done. <laughs> it made me very intense. And it made me, or I hate to say it made me. Uh, it's it's not my fault, but it is my problem. Right. It in the uh, it could make me emotional in ways I didn't wouldn't prefer to be emotional. Um, the afternoons were a little bit rocky sometimes, and then now you know pretty soon you're fucking Elvis, and Doctor Nick is giving you <laughs> something to bring you up and take you down at the same time while you're being laced into the corset. They're shooting the vitamins into your anus and like g- giving you all of the different things, and it's like eventually I got off that merry-go-round and tapered myself off all the things. And now, now subjectively, uh, those of us that were close to you, you know, if you uh, there were the you could you could definitely identify a wave. It was a wave of Merlin. In really, a day. you feel like that? <clears throat> oh yeah. And if you caught the wave at the right spot mm-hmm. in the day, depending on when you when when the wave started, if you caught the right Merlin, you could ride that wave. Yeah, all the way I up think on the beach. That's true for so many things. I mean, um, think but, about think about Drunk but, Dad. Like with oh, Drunk, drunk Dad, Dad exactly. you get Drunk Dad on the right drink number. And he's going to be fun. You get him at he's the wrong, fun. most of them are wrong drink numbers is the problem. 
Well, and that's the thing. If you ca- what's catch amazing, that wave, get the Merlin you, wave. If you catch dad at the right drink, yeah. then you can ride dad all the way into the beach. Then the rest of the night is fine, right? Because you caught dad at the right oh, drink. Yeah. You didn't catch him. You didn't it's catch like, him. Uh, it's like the kid in Breaking Away drafting on the truck, and the guy's giving him fingers to show him how fast he's going. You're drafting off dad that's and his nice. drinks. That's nice, right. <laughs> and I, oh, I used to love when I would catch a Merlin wave, but then, yeah. oh, you could get, it, you get, on, you get, on, you get on the wrong side of that I could wave. Be, I, could be a, I can be a lot, I know. But but you you actually nailed it, um, and I, I'm not here to um, bag on Adderall because it was great, but it was a I don't even want to say it was a one bit drug, but it was basically in order to get you to where you are able to focus and concentrate, we have to bring your dopamine level way the fuck up, and the side effect of that. Oh, by the way, did I mention it's actual speed? So you're taking speed, and speed is maybe not so great for everybody. Mm. Okay, but now we've come a long way, and now I'm taking I'm taking different things uh, that are much more sophisticated and subtle, and they do help. But you know, it's a constant. What's their method of uh, of of uh, activation now? That's a very good question. Um, do they tickle? Do they tickle, <laughs> tickle you with the feather? <laughs> <laughs> This episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com slash supertrain. There are so many things that you can do with Squarespace. Starting today, you can create a beautiful website to turn your cool idea into a new website on the internet. It's your own place. It's right there on the internet. It's Squarespace. You can showcase your work. You can have a blog or publish other kinds of internet content. You can sell products and services of all kinds. You can promote your physical or online business. You can announce an upcoming event or special project. All of this and so much more. Squarespace does this by giving you beautiful templates created by world-class designers. They have powerful e-commerce functionality that lets you sell anything online right there on your very own site. They give you the ability to customize the look and feel, settings, the products, anything. It's your site. You can do all that with just a few quick clicks. Everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box. They offer a new way to buy domains. You can choose from over 200 domain name extensions. They have analytics that help you grow in real time, built-in search engine optimization, free and secure hosting, nothing to patch or upgrade ever. And if you ever do find yourself in a bind, don't worry, because they have 24 by 7 award-winning customer support. I'm a big fan of uh, Squarespace. As you know, you're using Squarespace right now just by listening to this podcast because, believe it or not, that is where we host our podcast, right on the Squarespace. Uh, it's, it's, it's the best. you got to get it. So right now, please go to squarespace.com slash supertrain for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the very special offer code supertrain, and that will get you 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com slash supertrain. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Roderick on the Line and all the great shows. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a good example. Something, something, um, something uh, I started last week that is fascinating to me. I feel like since um, since the '80s, I've heard about something called beta blockers, and I'm like, that sounds like something from the pickup artist, you know, seduction community. I don't know what a beta blocker is. I assume it blocks, it blocks, it blocks, it blocks a beta. It blocks a beta, and uh, so I'd heard about beta blockers. I didn't know much about them. I figured it was something you give a guy who keeps having heart attacks. Turns out that it does help. Uh, for people with heart attacks, but I didn't understand the mechanism for how it works. Well, what are the betas? Well, the the beta, the titular beta, is a kind of adrenaline, and so Whoa, there there are really yeah, and so I think this I, this I, this is kind. Of, I think it might be on label. I mean, it's mainly on label for it keeps your heart rate heart rate and blood pressure from going higher than people would like. Oh. Now, here's what's interesting. There's a, there's a kind of anxiety that is regrettably not the anxiety that I have, which is called um, like a social anxiety or what is called situational anxiety. So right. Situational anxiety is three times a year, uh, hypothetically, three times a year I have to go give a talk uh, where I work and I am, you know, one is uh, uh, racked with anxiety about the whole idea. Your hands are shaking, your arms are shaking, your feet are shaking, you know, so crazy. That's what the mm-hmm. pilot song is about, I imagine. That's right. But you, uh, but uh, or like people with stage fright. Like the situational part is that there's a certain kind of situation, whether that's social anxiety, performance, public appearance. There's certain kinds of things that are a bespoke kind of anxiety that you have. Um, the I don't again, I don't know if it's on or off label, but you take a beta blocker half an hour before you do the hated thing, and uh, for a lot of people, uh, it goes way better. Really? Be, yeah, because it is 
um, governing, I think, you can, you can do your own due diligence, listener. Mm-hmm. But I think what it does is it, uh, it governs a, a, a certain kind of adrenaline that uh, comes out of a situation that causes you to have higher blood pressure, higher pulse. So the crazy part is I've been taking this for like three days, and it's fucking great. It, really? Um, you can feel it? I felt, Well, you know, <laughs> I track all the things. Yeah. And most of it ambiently. And I was able to go in on Saturday morning, less than 18 hours into this, pop open the heart rate app that tracks my heart rate for me. Mm. And it was, uh, I mean, it was, it was like, it was crazy. It was nuts. It was like, um, you know, basically mid to high 80s oh, average nice. through the day down to around 70 after a day of this. What? That's like the heart rate of a, of like a chill person. Well, of like a middle-aged man. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that, that, that's one example where like, okay, instead of let's go back even further, let's go back to the Robert Lowell days, or let's go back to the John Berryman days or all the days where we would over medicate our great writers. Um, you know, you'd have tardive dyskinesia. You would have, uh, what they call the prolixin stomp. There's all these different things you could give people. Arr. Remember back in the day? You, yeah. You, you the probably had interest psych. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's all do the prolixin <laughs> stomp. Um, uh, I'd like to point out that all of the beta, beta blockers, uh, have uh, in their in their um, you know their name. They all end with lol. Mine is mine is, is propanololol or something yeah, like propan- that. Pro- and, and, pro- no, I don't think I didn't notice. I'm sitting there in his office with my notebook <laughs> and googling, and I'm like lol. Lol. <laughs> yeah. But no, that, that, the reason I mentioned that here, God, this is so fucking boring. Uh, the reason I mentioned that is that is a long way from. I mean, here's another example. Think of it in terms of like f- from a different area of medicine, like uh, putting someone totally under for a procedure versus a local anesthetic versus where we are now, where there's certain kinds of things that you can do, these non-invasive surgeries with like a little camera and a knife on a tube, and you don't oh. need to do hardly nothing. And because well, you don't need the surgeries now, you can do yourself. At you, do, home. you do it yourself. You do it. You do it at home. You you have a shot of something, and you just go to town. But <laughs> it's getting right. more. It's getting more specific, more subtle. There's even like I, I don't want to go into too much detail, but with things like you know Lamictal, for example, which I'm not taking right now, I haven't taken for years. But I mean, people get profound effects out of that um, because it is more subtle in its mechanism. There also, off label. It's on label for seizures, I believe. For seizures. I think it's on, on label for preventing seizures. If you want to get seizures, that's probably a different drug. You probably have to get yeah. that from Canada. Well, no, I can help you with that. <laughs> <laughs> you give everybody seizures. Right? <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it's off-label. Or it was, No, wait a minute. Now it's on-label, but it was not designed to do what it does. Yeah, they just discovered in doing these these trials. There's all kinds it's of stuff nice. that goes like that. So anyway, because it's basically oh. all voodoo. No one wants to mention that, but it's all Sure, voodoo. lick a toad, lick a toad. Lick a toad, lick a toad. <laughs> lick a total lol. <laughs> Well, I'm so glad. uh, I'm so Uh, glad that science, science, is um, (laughs) is help is once again helping. And um, you know, I I turned a corner on this. this, It's not. uh, It's not great, but it's something. It's something. I'm not doing the screaming memes and yelling at spiders in the corner or anything like that. No, no, no. I can hear you, and I haven't heard a single screaming meme yet. But you know that heart rate. That heart rate. That is a real. That's a. uh, That's one of those. uh, It's uh, reciprocating, right? It's um. It's it's uh, self perpetuating. Oh, like uh, a positive. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a positive feedback feedback loop in some ways because, yeah. And so the thing. God, this is getting very personal. But the thing I said to my shrink, uh, even a day into it, I was like, "This is pretty interesting." I sent him a couple screen grabs of that app and said, "I obviously I don't know. This is not science. This is not science. This is just one day in." but what's interesting and really desirable is that I can still feel the feelings that I would prefer not to feel. But what I, what I wasn't aware of that, I mean, I'm aware of this, but I wasn't so aware of it. You know, there's like knowing something and there's like knowing something. Mm. I always knew that anxiety was causing my heart rate to be up or let's be honest, heart rate might be causing me to have anxiety. That's like how this stuff works. Um, oh, but what was huh? fascinating was I would feel a feeling, but I wouldn't feel that immediate, oh boy, of like, now I know that there's going to be this thing where I start feeling physical symptoms of that, which I think in the long run will make this more manageable for me. So, so that was good. Also, my daughter this weekend, while she was miniature golfing, uh, heard the song, She Blinded Me With Science by Thomas Dolby. And she beep, said, beep, beep. And she said, is this disco? And her mother said, this is not disco. And she said, I, I, think, I think everything old sounds like disco. 
Wait a minute. Is it disco, though? I don't think it's disco. Do, 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 do. No, it's not. Is hey, that Ghostbusters? What was that? So that's so I got a little bit of tummy upset because we're trying some different things. And then, ironically enough, I slept like homemade shit last night. Yeah. Ugh. I see it. The app doesn't lie. The New York Times says not to use these apps because it just upsets you. Well, whatever. Um, right. Uh, but, uh, but no, but I'm upset fun. already. I'm <laughs> I don't need an app to tell me I'm upset. You're a piker. <laughs> Move on to the next article, turns out, guy. Uh, but that's what happened with that. How did we get? Oh, so, okay. I, I, if you don't mind it, we do have other things to talk about and things to follow up on. But people who listen to other things that I do may, may, may know this story, but I want to return you to something. Do you remember the time that I visit you, visited you, uh, you were at your mom's house, we went downstairs, and you picked out a sublime pair of eyeglasses for me? From late fifties, early sixties, and you were kind enough to gift them to me, and they became my canonical glasses. Yes, <clears throat> they were. Uh, they happened? looked wonderful on you. It was one of those. It was one of those things where you tried them on. Yes, and uh, and there were the the, the angels. Uh, the wand, the wand sang, had found the wizard. Yeah, that's right. The heavens opened up. Oh yeah, and uh, it was like, and then you know, I gave you say I gave them to you, yeah. but really. It, it really, God made it impossible. You think it's a sword in the stone type situation? Yeah, it was one of those things where it's like, what mm. you know, like, what am I, to, what am I to do to stand betwixt oh, thou I see. and thy God? I, the the the, the Inmina God, uh, you you are you're a John the Baptist, not that you're yeah. beheaded. Anyway, I, you may recall that some years back, a beloved family member uh, threw them away after, yes, after a dinner. I heard I heard about it. I'm gonna send you a photograph. <laughs> Look at these glasses that I found. And I don't know if you remember. Do you remember what those look like? The old ones? Oh, of course. You have a pretty good memory. Check I remember sh- everything. Right? Check this shit out. Yeah. In your text. Mm-hmm. Reap. That's, 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 that's. Oh. Not bad. Oh. Now they're, they are slightly bigger than they the They are ones. bigger. They're a little more Michael Keaton. And there's just a tiny little bit of additional square. Mm-hmm. Ness, but yeah. those are extremely handsome, and they have they they do have they the have kind the of amber. Yes, yeah. they're not they're not uh, they're not. I always say the wrong word. It's not tortoise. It's not turquoise. It's uh, what do they call that? What do they call that look? What do they call that? It's not turquoise. <laughs> Uh, tortoise <laughs> shell is tortoise the, shell. One time tortoise. I said to my lady, I think I want to get turquoise shell glasses. And she said, yeah. are, you sh- are you sure that's what you mean? Because she imagined me looking like a retired man from Arizona who wears a that's lot of right. blue jewelry. That's right. Turquoise <laughs> shell. It's anyway, uh, yeah, I got oh, myself. Oh, those are so nice. You're so happy. It's uh, not with bad. Them. And now I no. can see. I walk outside and it's like the difference between like 480 and 4K. I walk outside and I see how dirty everything is. It's amazing. Are they Mac Weldon's? Uh, close, yes. It's the Mac Weldon of glasses. Mm-hmm. But you know, I get the uh, their index frames, so I get the. They're not sponsoring this episode. Shame on them. But I, I uh, the where my eye is, I look forward and I, and I can see from see far things. And That's then when I, it's got little magnifying boys at the bottom, so I can read things. Oh, now how are you getting adjusted to that? Are oh, you- it's great. That's what I had in the ones that I've had before. But, you know, eventually I just kind of lost my will to live for glasses. I was so right. frustrated with not having <laughs> glasses I liked. That's all I wanted to say. That's all of my follow-up. Copyright John Syracuse. That is all of my follow-up this episode is to tell you uh, those things. Thank you for setting me onto a path for glasses I could love. And thank you to <laughs> Mac Weldon for giving me... <laughs> <laughs> I went to a store. They have a store here. There's a there's a block on Hayes Street that has an away luggage store and a uh and a Warby Parker. They have this entire row of like podcast ad um merchants. It, but but are they the type where you go in, you look at the things that they the wares that they have, and then you go online and order them? No, they'll do it for you right in there. Wow. They, they you, know, you remember that was a thing for a while. There was a store in Portland hmm. uh that was like Super cool tennis shoes, like you know, like rad kicks. Oh, I remember this. I think we went remember? there. Yeah, we I think went we there. went there, and they had like uh, it was like an Apple store for shoes. Yeah, and then you, and you use walk, a very special offer code to go yeah, buy them online. And you're like, oh wow, that's oh, I love those. And the guy's like, great. Yeah, well, go online. Here's my card. Get him, I still get have his online. card. I think. <laughs> 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 okay, digga digga digga. So uh, we're 
back. Now, this is, I'm going to throw this to you. I'm not going to edit this episode because I'm not a fucking monster. But here's the thing. We had, we had things that we wanted to talk about in terms of follow-up. Item two was to hear how your trip went. Item three was to hear how your Hurricanes record is going. Item one, you left us fucking dangling, my friend, oh, last really? Monday where you, oh, I, I don't know if you want to talk about this. You left us where you were waiting from a phone call from a homeowner. From a former home. From a yeah. home. Can you, can you tell us more about that? Because uh, people, are, people are champing at the proverbial bit to hear what's going on with you waiting for a call from the man, the divorced man who doesn't have a condo and he has a big TV and he's very attached to his kids and their shoes. And, uh, and he was going to call you to say... Monday or Tuesday. Monday or Tuesday. My prediction was that he probably wouldn't call you because I believe I said he's not a serious man. Did you ever hear back from that man about him potentially selling his home to you? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday went by, and I did not hear from him. Uh-huh. Uh, and on Thursday, uh, I got a text from him. And the, uh, the text said, <clears throat> hey, buddy, I'm going ahead with the, with the restoration. Uh, sorry, it didn't work out. Ugh. And I wrote him back and said... Um, like right away and said, Hey, uh, why don't you name a price that would make you not go ahead with the restoration and instead sell the house to me? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, you know, and then I like tipped my hand and I said, uh, the thing about your house is that it hasn't been restored <laughs> and that's, uh, that's read worth, as read as screwed up, screwed up. Yeah. And right. that in is an unnecessary important. way. Yeah. And There's that's no need for you to I screw said, up the house that I want. I want the house you have, not the house you think you want to refurbish. Well, that's, that's the thing. You don't want this house. You want a house like this one, except that you've gutted and spent a hundred thousand dollars turning into a, a modern condo. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important that these houses, I think that the ones that are, oh, because in his text, oh, this was the worst part of it. I forgot to mention Mm -hmm. the text said there are a lot of great houses coming online right now. You know, I'm sure you'll find a nice one or something like that. Hmm. And I wrote it. I mean, like that, that is a nice thing to say. He's, he's, he's not being, he's not being a total power douche. Well, except that there aren't. A lot of nice houses coming on the market right now. He's just talking out his ass. That's and his, also, idea, his idea of nice. Yeah, and also it's like, uh, what? Fuck you. Like, um, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, <clears throat> listen, blanket, not fuck you, because uh, at over, over the top here, like, like w- one mile up, he did He didn't owe, owe me a phone call in the first place. It's his yeah. house. He bought it fair and square with his capitalist money. Yeah. So. I can't say at any point he's being a dick. He can do what he wants. It's his late, can, his late capitalist money, which is worse than regular capitalist money. Apparently. Yeah. But I mean, he could build a lighthouse on top of it. He could <laughs> he could absolutely bulldoze it <laughs> to the ground. Made of dreams and have some spots. He, he could build a lighthouse made of dreams right on the spot. Uh-huh. And I could, and he could, now that he knows my phone number, he could text me pictures of it. He still might. He still yeah. could like text a picture of himself holding a, holding a hammer over the original pink sink and bathtub set right before he smashes them. So in that sense, how Ooh. do I talk shit about this? He's guy? Bane. He was, He's basically he, Bane. He was, <laughs> he was nice. <laughs> I'm going to smash the lighthouse and then I'll allow you to die. Some people just want to watch the world. Watch the world. I don't, <laughs> I don't think this guy does. I think this guy just wants to, he just wants back to, to you. People he wants to make them. it through life from here to mm-hmm. thither. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just have things the way he wants them, which I can't, that's just the same as me. Anyway, I wrote him back and said, uh, it's important that this house, it's not important. Let's, you know, just between you, me and the, and the, uh, the giant multinational corporation that's monitoring our texts. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't you sell me the house? You name your price. Mm-hmm. I just want to preserve this house because I'm one of those, I'm a preservationist. And he wrote back and he said, sorry, pal, the Mm. ship has sailed. What? With those words? The ship has sailed. And so I wrote him back and I said, thank you for even considering it. You know, uh, via con Dios, go in peace. Mm -hmm. And so 
with that, what I what I what I had done to myself was spend a year thinking about this house as though it were somewhat inevitable. And so everything I did in terms of packing my own house, preparing my house to sell, selling it, going through the, you know, every one of those processes, processes, the whole, all the traveling I did this spring, the, the going to California multiple times, the motorcycle trip, Estonia, the whole time, Joko Cruz all the way back. Mm -hmm. This house is there. It's, it's been there. And, and in a way, it's kind of like if there's a girl mm -hmm. who uh, who loves you and you think that you can always go back to her. Mm -hmm. And then one day she writes you and says, I'm engaged. Well, I'm, like, I'm, but, I'm pregnant and getting married. Yeah, but 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 what do you mean? You, mm -hmm. I, I was, you were my safety. You're my safety but, school. Um, <clears throat> now it's gone. Yes. And so it You're getting changed. a lot of these this summer, John. These are coming fast and furious. They are. They are. So now I'm out. Now so here I am. I'm sitting in my house right now. I'm in my I'm in the farm. And uh, the new owners take possession of it in 2 weeks exactly from today. And partly they take there's something in the in this whole in all of the paperwork that says if you don't occupy your new home within 60 days of receiving the final paperwork, you are at risk of being charged with mortgage fraud. Whoa! Wait a what? What? what that's you, you. You're you're on the hook for that? No, they are because if they it's don't. A whole, sorry, sorry. I, I'm I'm really I'm I'm uh, new drugs. They if they don't. So the house has closed. That's right. They have signed on the line that is dotted. That's if true. they don't take occupancy in 60 days, they're in, they're in Dutch with somebody. That's right. Because the structure of the loan is different if you are buying it as a rental property versus as your primary residence. Okay. So if you say... The assumption on this loan and mortgage and deal is that this is going to be their primary residence. Like my, primary. Not an FHA, but like some kind of like a you've got to come live here. Right. And if you are buying it as a rental property, then you have to have a whole different set up of, of uh, down payments and, mm -hmm. and, and I, No, uh, I mean, I bet this rates. is what Michael Cohen ran into. Like, it's a whole different thing. Is it 60 days from closing? Yeah, 60 days from closing. And how long has it been? It has been 45 days. Shut your mouth. So here we are, and mm. they are, uh, they're mm. like... You know they understand uh, the rules as uh, as we all do because we're all rule we're all rules based. Love uh, rules, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, this the is rules... why you don't hate bureaucracy, John. It's right. you, you get potholes in Romania, nobody fixes them because they got no bureaucracy, they got no rules. And, uh, and my daughter loves rules. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> we talk about rules all the time. So you can lord them over people, even strangers. <laughs> you can. You're, do you're well, doing it wrong. <laughs> if you uh, you know if you're going to stand somewhere with your hands on your hips. And say, uh, swing your partner, do si do. -si -do. <laughs> um, you're gonna have to, you're following some rules here. <laughs> Alaman left. <laughs> um, All right. So uh, and they're you know the people that are taking over, they're real hands on. They're getting stuff done already. They like have already built a fence in the backyard. They've already had a like an engineer come out and look at the barn. They're 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 they got an engineer coming out looking at the pool. <clears throat> they're like ready to hit the ground running. And I'm sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have, uh, I've been packing. I've got the house all messed up again. There's, there's stuff everywhere. There's like a, there's a briefcase over here. You, you have, as we used to say, you've, uh, you've spread out. I've spread out. Right. Let's see what I can see over here. I got tar, Is there more than one cardboard tars. box open? <clears throat> more than one cardboard box open. Yep. Right. I've been packing bags. You know, I like bags. Sure. 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 So red Ox, Red Ox, baby. Red Ox. I've got those, I got those going. Um, but so I'm good. So now I'm, I'm still in this kind of fantasy state where, okay, I, I lost my, I lost <laughs> yeah. my safety school. Yeah. Um, but I'm still in my house when I want to come here and just be in my place and 
take a bath and do a crossword puzzle or just wander around with a bathrobe and a sword. Like all my neighbors are still here. They all know I'm still here. We're just living in this. We're living in, I'm a dead man walking, right? We're living in a state where a thing is already You're done. a lame duck resident. Yeah. <clears throat> now, when it finally goes away, when the when I walk around to every room in the house and stand in the corner and say, goodbye, goodbye room, goodbye other room, right? Um, and walk out the door for that final time, uh, then I will truly be adrift, and the whole idea of this started a year ago when I said – when when I, when I thought what I was doing was starting a two-month process mm-hmm. and I started a 12-month process with the idea that I was going to better my life. This was all a, 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 an attempt to – to change my living circumstances so that I had less stuff so that I walked more and was more engaged in my surroundings so that I, Hmm. I did not, I did not wallow here for another 10 years and just keep living, you know, my existence. Well, I mean, isn't that part of that is the, um, the, I guess for lack of a better word, the inertia, where, um, I don't know, the basic thermodynamics of like, there's not a, in that current situation over 10 years, if one had to make a prediction, you would not predict that you'd become less of a bunkered up loner. If anything, right? right. That's the inertia is like, you might become even more bunkered up, get some new monk holes. The bunkered up loner who's sort of living in a house waiting for, waiting for something else to change. I mean, I've tried so much in the last 10 years to, to get things to change in one way or another. And I rented an office, Mm -hmm. uh, downtown because I, because I felt like I was podcasting with you. That was when I only had one podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. But I was writing a column for the Seattle Weekly, podcasting with you. It was all happening in the same room upstairs. I was composing my tweets on my la- on my not, oh my desktop, not my laptop, mm-hmm. on the original Banana Mac. And I said, I, I I'm I'm stuck here. I'm in a cycle. You know, I need. And I rented that space downtown. And then I started the Roderick's Rendezvous, where I did a show every week, mm-hmm. live show every week. And then I ran for city council. And then I had Millennium Girlfriend, and then I was King Neptune, and all of these things are like, <clears throat> let me find something mm-hmm. that's not finishing a long winter's record. It's not tweeting six times a day. It's some something, some governing thing. And and this selling my house was was you know, was like a big, it was a big one of these, like, let's do it. Let's do something. And now I'm like, I talk about catching the wave. Like, let me catch this wave at the right spot now. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I've, <clears throat> I've done it. I did it all. I sold it. And, and I didn't do badly. You know, I, at the time I was a little bit disappointed that the sale of the house wasn't more dramatic. But, you know, the market has gone blue and like, I'm okay. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not freaking out. I, nothing has gone wrong necessarily. Like not getting this house. I cannot put this in the category of things that have gone wrong. It's just. Because, because the- you started out, uh, magical thinking is way too strong a term, but <clears throat> you started out like you've made a variety of moves in your life that involved um, spaces. And proximity, and like you've you've moved some of your pieces out from their original position, based on uh, a hope or desire that changing things about where you do what you do could attract not attract because that sounds like Oprah, but you've decided to do some stuff with your house and your office and your surroundings and your relationships to line things up in a certain way. Spooky action at a distance. Like if you you've made you've made hopefully good decisions, right? About like right. about doing things with your with your surroundings and your space, and then saying, "Well, if I do these right kinds of things, then maybe it'll become clear what it is, what my role is, like where my what my place in the world is." 
Yeah, can, can create conditions where thriving is possible. Mm-hmm. And and <clears throat> some of that yeah. yeah, some of that is like um what I what I have traditionally done, I think, is look back, sometimes looking pretty far back and realizing, oh, I was thriving and I didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I was thriving. I felt like I was definitely not thriving. But it turns out if I weren't if 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 it's if I weren't Jesus. If that's not thriving, I don't know what thriving looks like. Or, you know, or not. I was doing fine. Let's call it that. Mm-hmm. And but, I didn't feel felt, like I felt, was doing it felt fine. static? It felt like you weren't making any forward motion with where you wanted to be? Well, because I don't have a plan and I've never had a plan. Yeah. I've never never <laughs> had a plan. And so it doesn't feel like I'm living a court. I'm, it doesn't feel like I'm succeeding at my plan. Because <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you're, not, you're not succeeding at your non-existent plan. Yeah. And, and I think people with a plan can look and see the the things on the list that are checked off. It's why people check things off a list so that they can look at the list and go, yes, mm-hmm. I'm, I did it. I've got seven well, of the you're nine a man who you, You're a man who loves maps. And, and while we would never want to argue against the idea of wandering in life, if you had decided for the sake of argument that Berlin was where you were headed or that, you know, Grand Tetons is where you're heading, you have a very specific way to measure whether today brought you closer or further from that, point in three dimensions right right but if I you mean, if, if you're looking at a map in terms of i am here and by this time tomorrow i don't know where i'll be and that's exciting you know and you're drawing a line because a lot of the maps like if i go to a hotel and i say where is city hall and the person behind the counter whips out the local map that they keep behind the counter and poises their pen over it. Here's and you know what they do. They They've done this a, a lot. It's, it could just be it's the same way when they show you where your room is. They whip out this thing. It's like a child's placemat, and they circle room three hundred three and might circle the area where you will park. And they've they've given you your destination and how to get there. Right, and they do a big sloppy circle around where we are, or they yes. put an X there. And when they do this, when they deface this map in front of me, I'm always wincing. Because then they slide the map over to me, and it's got a big X over where we are, and it's got a big circle around City Hall. Mm-hmm. And and what I do then is I say, thank you very much. May I have a map that hasn't been drawn on? Can I have a fresh one? And <laughs> the circle go, gets the square. Almost, all, almost always they go, oh, sure. And they hand me a regular map, and I then I leave their – But uh, I've their, added value to this paper. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I leave their mutilated map with them. They can give that to the next person. But that's how I interact with maps, right? It's like, oh, I am headed out of here with the with you know with a sixty percent chance I'm going to go to City Hall. But who you know? But who knows where the day takes me is my is the philosophy. Um, and so not you know not being able to check things off, not being able to look at a map and say, oh, but but although I don't want someone else drawing on my maps, in most cases when I'm doing like an extended trip. I have I have a map that I carry that's not my navigation map. It's a it's generally a larger scale map. Yeah. An in, an encompassing map and it's always a nice one. Like an atlasy kind of map. An atlasy map and at the end of the day wherever I am and sometimes it's you know after 5 days or something. It's not like I pull it out every day. But I will sit and carefully draw the line of where I was. Because I'm keeping the map of, in particular, overland travel. So that by the end, I find this snaky, I have a snaky line. So I don't have to go back 10 years later and say, did I go to Freckenhorst? I'm pretty sure, but did I, I was in Freckenhorst, but did I go to Paderborn? Mm -hmm. I don't remember. I remember seeing signs for Paderborn. Did I go there or did I go around Paderborn? So I I have a record. I keep that. But that's very past looking. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I'm not, I don't draw a line to where I'm going and follow it. I'm always making, I'm always leaving a, a trail instead. So it's more like a, um, what is a cartological journal? 
it's it's right. a, it's it's here's here's to, to repeat what you just said. It's it's where I've been. It's where I was. And I I also think just for what it's worth, I think it is valuable to do that, like any kind of light journaling like that, because it takes a certain amount of. Um, Oh, I don't know, unearned um, confidence to believe you will always remember what happened and what order it happened in. But you're right. It's very different from saying, like, here's the thing that I am doggedly pursuing. It's because when I'm, when I'm standing here in Freckenhorst and I'm looking forward <clears throat> and I'm making choices that day, whether or not to go to Paderborn, a lot of them are whimsical. A lot of them are look out, look down the road and go, I don't like the look of the shoulder on that road as much as I do over here. And so, so that, you know, that is how, how to travel in my estimation. You know, if you look up here and you, and you don't like the shoulder, but that's where you drew the line, Mm -hmm. you know, you march off into a thing you don't like. Hmm. Um, but I, I realized, I think last week, um, I, I realized that there, uh, partly a solution to all the, you know, all the, the bad feelings right now. I just stumbled upon the idea that these are just bad times. Hmm. These aren't, these are not good times. It's not, we're not doing anything wrong. There's nothing you can do about it or I can do about it. There's nothing to solve. These are just bad times. Hmm. The, the, the mid 1930s were just bad times. And, in the course of our life, we've had, we've lived through some good times. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize at the time that 1990 to 2005 were, were really good times. I mean, we were, we were grousing about it. We were poor and young and, and dumb and, um, and everything seemed a little bit dirty and, and low, but it turned out everything was cheap we could do whatever we wanted. We were f- basically free, and we were and we were concerned mostly with making culture. We were just mm-hmm. making culture. Yeah. We didn't have to. We didn't have to fight anything, you know. And and in the, at least in the bubble that I lived in, um, downtown Seattle or or Capitol Hill, Seattle, it was already a very inclusive community. Mm-hmm. Like everybody and, and, moving, and moving in the right direction, moving absolutely in the right direction. Yeah. But, you know, in 1992, in our community, we had already solved for accept everyone. Mm-hmm. And so it seemed like, sure, they don't accept everyone in a lot of places, but we certainly have. And we're the future. So, you know, we're we're living we're living our dream already. And also, you can just if you want to start a, a fucking theater you can just go down the street and find an empty store and find the landlord and pay him $350 a month, you know, and now you've been playing the walls black and now you've got a theater. <laughs> um, and so those were good times. And when I look back, I go, ah, oh, fuck, that was great. And, and now when I drive around and think I'd like to start a theater, right? I can't even get to the shop. Because traffic is so bad. Mm-hmm. And when I do get there, it's like, oh, rent is $6,500 an hour or whatever. <laughs> like you can't, mm-hmm. you can't do anything now. And of course, young people are mad. And of course, everybody's fucking frustrated. And of course, it's, it's just these are shitty times. Mm-hmm. And Seattle and San Francisco and all these cities, they're working on building a city that 20 years from now is going to be cool for the people that live there then. It just sucks for us now. Hmm. There, we're all putting in the work to make twenty years from now people able to have access to things, able to, and who knows what even money will be. But you know, so mm-hmm. so that that took a great that was a great relief to me, in the sense that this feeling that we were that we were doing it wrong, or there was something that needed to click into place. And it's like, yeah, it is. It's going to click into place 20 years from now when we do all this work. Yeah, I mean, this, despite all evidence to the contrary in the last couple, three years, I mean, I, I, I've been way too optimistic at every step of the way. But with that said, I do still feel like, I'm just going to say it, a bunch of people need to die off. I don't want them to be killed, but a bunch of people need to die off. And and when a bunch of people die off, it's going to become less difficult. There's going to be a new kind of younger dingling that comes along. But I do believe that... 
I mean, think about where we were four or five years ago. To go back and watch, I know you're not a giant fan, but go back and watch that video of Lin-Manuel Miranda um, singing uh, the title song from Hamilton at the White House. And like, if you go back and watch that now, it's like Shangri-La. You go back and you watch that, and it's like our cool black president and his cool black wife are watching uh, an American whose family came from Puerto Rico sing a song about Alexander Hamilton. And they are laughing convivially at it because he comes out and says, yeah, I just got the, I just won the uh, Tony, you know, for in the Heights, but um, I'm writing this musical about uh, Alexander Hamilton. Everybody has a good laugh about it. And it's like, there's so much about that moment. It's like a flashbulb, really. Um, even though I wasn't like a giant fan at the time, I go back and I watch that. And I'm like, holy God, this is, you're, you're like, you're somebody like looking, it's like looking at baby photos for the country. And you're <laughs> like, God, it was so much simpler then, but it wasn't simple because mm-hmm. everything that brought that black family to the white house and brought that American Puerto Rican man to the white house and, uh, brought uh, the very problematic Alexander Hamilton, um, in, into it, like every, every single bit of that people worked fucking hard for, but there was a sense of momentum, um, at that time. You know, of course, the buzzword everybody has a laugh about now is, you know, post-racial America. Well, black people have never thought it was post-racial anything. But you do watch that and you're like, oh, we're really not moving in the right direction right now. But there's a part of me in my bones that really believes that if we can survive the next few years, yeah, basically a bunch of people are going to die off. And there's going to be an opportunity for us to not sweat so much of the bullshit, the retrograde bullshit that we're dealing with right now. I, I like yeah, to think but, it's a, like you say, it's a bad time. Like I say to my kid, my kid stubbed her toe really bad. She didn't want to go to camp today. And I, like, I was like, just bad times. Babe. Well, sometimes you just have, you just sometimes have you have a bad week. This. Sometimes yeah. you have a bad morning. Sometimes you have a bad hour. I didn't say this to her because I know better than to give her advice at this point. But sure. I was able to think to myself, sometimes you just have a bad something. And if you've decided that it's going to be bad forever, that's on you. That sounds right. very privileged, but I think that's true. There's nothing to be lost by by hoping, figuring, and planning in a way that it can get better, even if that just means getting an office with seagulls outside for a while. But try and move yourself in the right direction, and maybe everybody else will line up with you. Um, but the di- the difference, or at least uh, the way I'm thinking about this, is in you're speaking in, more about personal. Well, in relation to the fact that I am 50 now, and you are 52. Hello. Right? Yes. <laughs> and. There is never going to be a time that we are these things again. And at at 50, I feel very capable, mm-hmm. very For engaged, <laughs> you know, cap- but still capable, yeah, right? And yeah. I mean, and and when I, I, I went to the funeral of a friend and afterwards I was sitting in the uh, sitting, you know, sitting Shiva, I guess, with his mom and his stepdad and we were sitting around a table and. And I was like, oh, you know, whew, boy, it's tough, you know, these days with my back. <laughs> and the, you know, and the, the, the man in the room who was like 87 years old was like, are you seriously going to sit here and complain about your back? Were these literally, were these literally Jewish people? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, Believe but, me, you have no idea, John. It can be so much worse. You have no thing, idea. Yeah. It's and bad, but is, it's also worse than you think now, and it can get worse. All of the things are worse. <laughs> and, and you know, I, I should, as point of order, say that you can sit shiva with someone when they're not Jewish mm-hmm. and when you're also not Jewish. And, you know, it's an, it's like a, it's like an act rather than a, it's like a, it's like a place. It's a place yeah. you can carry with you. Sometimes I, the best I'm thing like you can do for somebody is to just be there with them. Right, but they were very much like we are not interested in hearing you complain about age-related decay, and I realized, <laughs> oh, right, this has been this has become a thing that I sit and do with my friends, like, oh boy, my toenails, oh, yeah, yeah. and they're like, you are <laughs> young, and I was like, right, 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 right. This is the thing that I've been doing since I was twenty, which is, yeah. which is, uh, assume the mantle of a much older person. Yeah. But I'll never be 50 again, and I feel extremely capable now, but this is, these are bad times. And so my vitality is, is – it, it exists within a time that it isn't uh, – it's not as valuable a commodity as I, as I thought it would be. And by the time these things happen, uh, by the time all this – by the time the mass die-off has occurred – we will be 60, 65, mm-hmm. and, or maybe 70, 
before it all shakes out. Yeah. And so knowing that my 20s and 30s happened during good times and my 40s and 50s happened during bad times allows me to just allows me to just be in it because otherwise you know otherwise it either feels like it's all it's the rest of my life is going to be during bad times or that this is just what t- the time th- this is just this is just times or or, or like uh, you know Jesus what what do I how do I find a place for my vitality? Mm-hmm. Where do I put that energy that's healthy? Where do I live that's better? How do I live within bad times well? Hmm. And so, and you know, and by well, I just mean I want to contribute. I want to contribute to something. Mm-hmm. And what? And we're all meant to contribute in different ways. You can't, there's no, there's no one explanation or there's no one offering, right? No, nobody can tweet me after listening to this episode and make suggestions about how I can contribute because they are inevitably suggestions that that person is considering about how they can contribute and they're having a hard time doing it. And so they'd like to displace that responsibility on someone else. Do you know what you should do? Mm-hmm. You should go to Guatemala and build homes. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh really? I feel like that's maybe something <laughs> that you should do. You're, you're so wise. <laughs> um, the penultimate uh, of Erickson's stages of development is um, generativity versus stagnation. Hmm. Um, described in this infographic, um, the middle age. discovers an inter- infographic. No, no, I'm going to read it to oh. you. Oh, I see. I see. It's a readographic. Uh, the middle age discover a sense of contributing to the world, usually through family and work, or they may feel a lack of purpose. Hmm. Now, oh, of course, the last one you get to is integrity versus despair. But let's not let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. No, let's not get no, there. No, but like you know, I mean, you. Um, I mean, I, I always feel like what's the one where I fucked up? Um, oh yeah, intimacy versus isolation. I feel like I kind of blew that one. So it's not surprising that I have trouble with generativity versus stagnation. But that's, that's, that's the stage, according to Erickson, is like you're in the thing now where like you're, you're trying to make sure you're being valuable and contributing something, I and, think. And I know, I know that, you know, my dad, of course, was always from within his own universe. He was like, there's no such thing as a geographical cure. So don't think you can just, you know, move over to there <laughs> and your problems will be over. And I was like, hmm, are you talking to me or are you talking to you? But, Sit down but, and finish your rice pudding. But he was trying to he was trying to understand, I think in part, uh, he lived in Seattle longer than he wanted to. And he didn't want to be the guy that walked around town and knew everybody. He didn't mind. He he liked it, but he wanted to have been he wanted to get called up to the majors. Mm-hmm. And hmm. or evidence in things to, like running for office and whatnot. Well, and also just ev- evidenced by the fact that we we Rodericks do feel like we're uh, somewhat destined to, at risk of sounding like um, like we're just memeing all the time. Uh, like we are um, here to help people. Mm-hmm. And if you're here you're to like, help, you're like a border collie. You're not happy if you're not doing uh, important work. You have to do the work, right? You have to. Sometimes I mean, it makes I'm, you probably run around the yard in a circle and grab kids by the pants. But like that's what a border, a border collar wants to, wants to be useful. Yeah, and I'm not hurting as mm-hmm. much as I am. No, no, no. And I'm not being altogether jokey. I'm saying we all are kind of diff- different sorts of dogs that want right. different kinds of things in ways that we can't possibly understand. That's the real like destiny or whatever. Is that like I don't want to keep eating doorknobs and chewing on shoes, but that's how they bred me. No, my cat, my cat for, would love to be able to breathe, but she can't because that's how they made her. I'm, that's, it's how <laughs> God made now, me, sir. Just as I'm, just as God made me, sir. And now she's a grotesquerie, and we love her very much. I'm looking for my duck. Always have. Oh shit! You're that you, you know, you're that dachshund chasing a rat. <laughs> uh, but scared of um, scared of uh, coat hangers. Anyway, <laughs> what I don't, um, what I don't want to do is 
is imagine that a new house is all I need or a new office is all I need or, or to do a, you know, the, the idea of doing that weekly show, it was meant to not to dislodge anything in me. It was just meant to be work that I did that would lead to something. And I mean, what, like you're not, I, I didn't mean to imply that. I mean, to me, it's more like you're building new hallways and requiring yourself to walk down them periodically. And sometimes you might, might decide that that's not a hallway you're going to walk down anymore, but like you're creating as I'm getting so woo woo now, but like you're creating, like I used to say in project management that like the only thing more important than the water is the glass that holds it. You need structure. One, not, not need structure, but having no, a structure where you've got to write something, you've got to write something for that. I mean, that's that, now you've made a job. You've created a job for yourself. And I, I don't, it's not anymore like I believe that I personally have an infant, a world of infinite possibility. Like I no longer honestly think that I'm going to be an actor. No one is going to discover me or cast me in a thing. Mm -hmm. No Roderick on the line fan is going to become the, uh, the De Laurenti of 2030 and think my Wilford Brimley is John Roderick or whatever, mm, you know, mm -hmm. like, um, <clears throat> I know, I, and, and I have always lived according to what was my father's principle, I think, which was at any given moment, you may get a letter in the mail, a registered letter mm -hmm. that says, dear sir, it turns out that you are a, a United States Senator. There was a clerical error a few years ago. <laughs> I realized ago. this is going to be inconvenient. You're going to have to move some stuff around, but we need you, Senator. That's right. The, it wasn't it, like about a year ago, year and a half ago, I guess, the King County executive, Dow Constantine, asked me out to lunch. And we went out to lunch. And the entire time, it was clear to me that he, we were lunching and having a good time. He's a vegan. Hmm. So we go to this vegan restaurant where the food is really amazing. Hmm. 10 minutes after it comes out of the kitchen. And if it cools down at all, mm -hmm. it coagulates back into what oh, yeah, I know. You, you appears can, to me I, to be I, just it's, like... It's like McDonald's, but worse. Now now you can really see the matrix. Like once yeah. once it cools off, you're, you're not eating food anymore. You're eating ideas. Yeah, it, that's right. It's basically the pink slime of vegetable matter. Yes. Um, but so we're sitting there... It's and very it's, hard to keep vegetables hot. Vegetables ooh, and bread. It's very difficult. Gotta, it's mm -hmm. very hard to keep it hot. Yeah. But Dow was sitting there and it was clear that he was – he had asked me to lunch because he had an idea that maybe I was useful to him. The, the, the voters of Seattle, in the one chance I gave them to elect me to office, they chose not to. Mm -hmm. But Dow is in a position to give people jobs. It's what happens when you are a, when you're a high-powered person. Yeah. And he was like, "Do is there a job for John as a as some kind of minister of the arts, or mm -hmm. will he be useful to me as some sort of uh, spokesperson, maybe?" Or, you know, you could just see the gears turning. And over the course of the lunch, where I talked about Building Seven and how jet fuel can't melt steel beams, mm -hmm. and that the antidote to um, to chemtrails is to spray a mixture of vinegar and baking soda mm -hmm. uh, into the sky. Yeah. Or whatever the fuck I was talking about. Who knows? You could just see him go, hmm, hmm. I don't <laughs> think that right this minute there's a see, job. He, po he popped you back in the conceptual oven. <laughs> he was like, hmm. we're not there quite yet. Maybe when I'm governor, uh -huh. there will be, you know, I can, like, yeah. there will be a job. To He's going to keep your resume on file. <laughs> And he just, uh, a few weeks ago, appointed my friend Kate to be his director of arts for the county. And the county is a much bigger area and, you know, unostensibly like a larger operation even than the city. That's King King County. It's a big place. King, King County. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's a big place. And the executive, and there's a King County Council like the city council. And they do all this. It's much more sort of land use but mm -hmm. but... Dow is Dow's setting himself up to run for governor, mm -hmm. and he's a he'll, he'll be a good politician. There's a little bit of scandal associated with him right now, and some kind of backroom dealing hmm. with a guy that's a bad that's a bad operator. But it was clear to me in that moment, and also when I left the event, when I left the the vegan lunch, 
and and oh, and the other wonderful thing about Dow is he's always shadowed by a uh, plain clothes King County Sheriff's deputy, hmm. and in our case, and and uh, and who is also the driver, and in our case, it was a lady deputy who had like a at least one pistol, if not like she might have also had an ankle pistol, hmm. and she just kind of sticks around, you know, she like she drives. But she also parks it and is kind of like sort of within like shouting distance at all times. It's really fascinating to have a bodyguard, even if it's not somebody could have come. Do you think, you, you, you think you'd like having something like that? Bodyguard? Because it's kind of like it's kind of like I'm thinking of Veep where you've kind of got Marjorie. It's kind of Gary. It's kind of like you've got a valet body man uh, protector lady. Like yeah. all in one, you got you got a Voltron of uh, of security. Well, we went so for after we got done with the lunch, we went for a walk. He and I, and so we're walking around the neighborhood, just just strolling, uh, having a good old time. And when we got to the point in the, uh, we didn't do the loop that you would normally do if you were if you were going for a walk, and you were walking ultimately back to the car. We just sort of walked in a direction. Hmm. And when we were done walking and it was time to go, he like pushed a button or I don't remember what he did, but then the car came and found us, which was like, huh, Hmm. that's pretty nice. The car was in motion somewhere. I'm I'm sorry to be the dumb guy here. Was was there a driver? Was there a driver? Well, yeah, it's this, it's a lady sheriff. Lady sheriff drive car. He hits button and says, you know where. Right. And she's around us. And okay. so then the car pulls up. So okay. like they, okay. they came and picked me up uh, to take me to something. And it was like, oh, we so we're not going to have to worry about traffic. We're not. We're just sitting in the back talking. We're just chatting. He gets a lot done driving around town. Yeah, sure. Lady sure, sure, sure. Dealing with the stuff. Right. And she's yeah. not road raging. She's just no. cool in it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Anyway, it was clear I was not going to get a job that day, and I was fine with it. It was not like it was not like oh, I should I should put on my best face here just in case there's a job in county government for me. <laughs> I was like, I got nothing. I got nothing. Uh, I didn't bring anything to this to this party except um, who I am, and you got to dance with the one that brung you, which in this case is me. And so the job has to be something for me. I can't be something for a job. Mm-hmm. I understand that. I'm, I'm, so equally, more, I'm equally useless. I, understand, right. I totally understand that. So more and more, I realize I just have the work that I have to do, and I know what it is already. I know what the work is that I have to do. Why? And, and I always have. And there's a reason I'm not doing it, or there's a reason I'm not doing it to my satisfaction, what has to change the the amount of work I do or the degree to which I am satisfied mm-hmm. or what I still at, 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 at 50 years old, I still don't know. So maybe what I need is a new kitchen. Mm. Maybe what I need is a new old kitchen, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's the kitchen. Mm. You put the lime in the coconut, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. but you know, the important thing is not the lime. It's mm-hmm. the coconut. You got to put the lime in the coconut. I thought I was right? mixing it all around. Well, sure, but if you don't have a coconut, what do you what do you what do? You put you your lime you, in. You put in another mix. lime. You can't land on a fraction. <laughs> you can't, right? Uh, <laughs> it, it's scuttling across the. No, I don't want to even get into it. <laughs> Is it great, man? What if you just started? Okay, last week you were not interested in all in my idea that you go to him and cry. You are not interested, even in my my very good idea of crying while you hold a tire iron. What if you just stand in front of his house like John Cusack? With a, well, with a boom box? Of course with a boom box and a trench well, coat. You probably got a trench well, coat. Uh, whew, do I ever? What? I, in fact, I found a really nice, super expensive cashmere trench coat. I thought you were going to say at, cashmere jukebox, at, which at, sounds no. like a very bad Seattle band from the 90s. Ooh, cashmere jukebox. Are you kidding me? That, that, no, that's a Roxy Music spinoff. Oh, sure. Of course. After Eno. Yeah. But um, no, I don't. Well, first of all, what would be what would you be playing? In your 
eyes, the light, the heat in your eyes. Oh, oh, it's the you do the or, whole. Or you know, set. you can play one of your songs and kind of go, huh, huh, eh, eh, You like it? No, that's too risky. That's too... <laughs> do you remember? <laughs> based, on, that would be on, so odd. That would be so weird. Based on the internet, <laughs> the internet reaction uh, every week, there's somebody that's like, "Yeah, I love him on that podcast. I never listened to his music, uh, but I got a record, and you know, it's fine." Uh-huh. Or whatever. Uh, uh, there was this, oh, there was a situation. Uh, uh, my daughter's mother was invited to a swimming pool party. Yeah. By um by some parents who are kind of our age, a little younger. Mm-hmm. And the dad is eh, kind of a dick. He's like yeah. he seems to me to be the kind of guy like the guy I'm dealing with in the mm-hmm. house. Just sort of like oh, finger. You don't, I I already know the type. But the mom is people, is, sli- uh, people slightly younger than me are insufferable. Yeah, I know. Oof. But the mom is uh, is like uh, she's a Jewish girl and she's fun. She's like fun. Mm. And my daughter's mother is is kind of always she always feels like she's got a fun lady friend deficit, where she's like, "Where are my fun lady friends?" Yeah, it takes work. And I go tell you what, man, listen. Mm-hmm. But anyway, she's at this thing and she's like, "Oh!" And so she's telling me the story and she's like, "Oh!" And it turns out like they're they're like indie rock people. They were they went to Timber <laughs> Festival. <laughs> And I was like, oh, so, uh, you know, so, and then I'm like, yeah. hmm. and I'm like, wink, wink about like, oh, so, you know, big long winter fans or whatever, local indie rock fans. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, and she, her face falls because she walked into, she stepped into it. Mm. And she says, um, well, it, she was really upset. She was really bummed that she hadn't heard of the long winters because she liked all the bands around the oh, long winters no. and so she's now she's really excited to like get oh. into the long and i was just like just stop talking oh, tell me your just, podcast i'll check it out no just, i would prefer you don't yeah that's horrible don't. did you mention you're on the oc people love the oc uh no 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 what no, about I that don't. they might be giants cover Oh, speaking of which, you're older than you've ever been. <laughs> you're older. older. When's the last time you listened to that song and went, ha, 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 and then you yeah. come back and it's two years later, and now you're older <laughs> still. still dum-bum. Fuck that guy. Fuck that other guy, too. Fuck them both. Fuck them. Fuck them in the ear. What can I do? Mm-hmm.